Welcome to the Trucker's Mind Podcast. I'm Eddie McGee. It's your boy K Finks. And we're back, man. Episode 97. Um, now, this is a disclaimer, okay? It is Saturday. We usually record on Sunday at the end of the week. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, we're doing this early because we're going to be doing some things on Super Bowl Sunday. And we wanted to make sure, you know, we knock this one out early. Yeah. Um, I'm going to put this out into the universe right now. And uh, I'm just going to come right out and say it. I'm a diehard Niner fan, which some of you know, some of you may not. <laughs> but I got my Niners in a blowout on these Chiefs. If people say, ah, you're not going to blow them out. I think it's going to be one of the biggest margins in the Super Bowl in Super Bowl history. I think the Niners are going to completely stomp a fucking mud hole in the Chiefs. They've been talking shit, too. Yeah. A lot of them, Tyron Matthew, and they just have a cocky team in general. Yeah. So, um, and our t- you know, we, we, we've talked about Mostert last weekend. Yeah. A couple other guys and Richard Sherman and stuff. And I, our whole team, minus the f- front line, the f- the first, uh, I mean, the front four, four linemen, you know, yeah, they're, front four. everyone else is kind of humble beginning, humble beginnings. Yeah. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, uh, late route pick, Richard Sherman also, um, Mostert, like I said before, and a couple other guys on the defense. So, you know, you know, a guy like DJ Reed went from, a, um, you know, not having no scholarship offers to playing in the NFL. So, you know, we got a, a lot of hungry guys. And uh, Rich Sherman also has one of the comedians. We went to a show last night and one of the comedians had a he, he's a 49er fan, too. And he was telling me about how, like, Richard Sherman and Kobe had a good relationship. So, he, you know, Richard Sherman has some extra motivation to go out there and you know get the w for for kobe so all right another thing i'd like to mention is uh a buddy of mine stanley stancil uh, i want to send my <clears throat> prayers to his family i just found out that he passed and uh he was a diehard 49er fan like me and a truck driver so you know we shared a bond with that and uh he was a solid dude he's the father um he was just one hell of a person man and and being 34 years old and seeing someone my age passing away, I'm not sure I passed away and I'm not trying to find out uh, just based on the fact that I'm being sensitive to the situation. But I want to make sure that I let it be known uh, Stanley was a solid dude. He was a fan of the podcast also and he listened and he told me that I'm not making it up. You know, I don't like to when people make up shit when people pass on. So in, in <laughs> Stanley's <laughs> Stanley's honor. I will say he was a fan of the podcast and I appreciate him for taking the time out to listen to it. Um, and this podcast would be dedicated to Stanley, man. Um, I love you, man. I appreciate you and the time that we did have. And uh, I'm going to keep doing the best that I can to continue uh, what it is that I'm doing. Um, and just the, the thing that really hurts me is the fact that it was right before the Super Bowl, man. And, Stanley had uh, inboxed me telling me he had a, he had a party. He had a 49er uh, Super Bowl party he invited me to. And I told him, I said, man, uh, I got I got a party that I'm going to. But if that changes, I'll hit you up, man. And he was like, ain't no problem. And then I told him, I said, you one of the real ones, bro. You know, like you one of the real Niner fans. And he was like, man, you back at you, man. And that's the last interaction that we had. And then I find out the day that he passed. And, you know, I don't. If anybody listen to the podcast, I don't want to bring the mood down. You know, um, it's been a weird week, obviously, with Kobe and his daughter at passing earlier. But I think if I learn anything from this week is to make sure you give people a call. Let them know where you stand. Let them know how you feel. Uh, don't have conflicts. If you have any conflicts, make sure you call them. And if they don't pick up the phone, let them know like, hey, 
I know we own some bullshit, but I love you. You know, just let people know that you care. Um, and, uh, you know, I just want to shout out the whole class of 2003 from Bakersfield High School. I don't know how many of you may listen to the podcast, but if you come across it, I know some of y'all is hurting for Stanley. He was a solid dude. He's one of the most popular dudes in our class. So, you know, for anybody that comes across this, man, God bless you and prayers to you. All right. And uh, let's move forward with the rest of this podcast, man. All right. Um, all right. First topic, uh, switching gears. Um, a diet consists of more uh, than just food. Uh, I was having a brief conversation with uh, uh, one, a fellow artist. He's a music artist. And I, I had said something on my story uh, on Instagram and he chimed in. He said, you know, a story is, I mean, a, a, a diet consists of more than just food. Right. And shout out to Crafty Bernardo. He's the one that brought it up. And it's the truth. What you digest mentally also uh, is a huge deal, because if you're digesting bullshit, you're going to put bullshit out. If if you're constantly in the drama, if you're constantly in the, you know, uh, just being in the middle of bullshit, that's what you're going to put out into the universe. So you need to be cognizant of what you're getting a consistent diet of. That's just one point. Yeah, I I completely agree with you. I I never um, thought about it that way until um, you brought it up to me or you you told uh, me that he had messaged you that, and um, that's a hundred percent correct. Um, we um, obviously in twenty twenty or you know just in recent years, we as a community and we as people have been more conscious of the things. You know, a lot of people are becoming uh, vegetarians and vegans and stuff based on. Um, what they've learned about meat, but like you said, it's it's right. a lot of uh, I guess the the bare bones of it is that our mentality is also a part of our physical diet, one hundred percent. So, um, at least for me, and you know, the things that I consume, I always try to consume um things that are conducive to my lifestyle, right? right? So, um, I listen to I listen to my podcast for you know, entertainment, but also I listen to podcasts that are, um, that can, can teach you stuff, right? 100%. You know, like the Freakonomics, I, I, you know, I, I listen to that every so often. I listen to the, uh, Earn Your Leisure podcast. Right. Like it's a lot of valuable gems and they have a lot of different, uh, you know, business minded people that are teaching financial literacy, stuff like that. Right. And, um, I try to stay away from, you know, things are that would I guess would be deemed as the opposite of that. You know, staying away from different television broadcasts that are not as uh not as conducive to your to your to your progress, as in like a reality TV show or the Bachelorette or whatever just pure nonsense, just <laughs> anything that's just pure entertainment is just Shit. trash. Yeah. yeah, you don't even you don't need that in your life. Right. You know, I'd much rather be um learning about something, you know, focusing on business, focusing on, you know, the podcast, what we can, you know, learn and bring to you guys the the next week. But um yeah, I just um I just suggest to all of our listeners, if you are um in your in your downtime just, you know, watching these things, just just be mindful about it and and actually think about it how it affects your life. hundred percent. You know, just um 
you know, keep a little mental note or keep an actual diary or something like that. Yeah. Like, you know, go one week and you, you know, you're watching your, your normal television shows, you're watching your empires and whatever TV shows you like. Um, and then jot down how you feel. And then next week, um, that time that you would use watching empire or power or whatever, replace that with a podcast about mental health or a podcast about building wealth or, you know, about, um, financial literacy or something like that. Um, and see how you feel, you know what I mean? That's important. Yeah. I think that a lot of things that we're doing are mentally restrictive. Um, you know, look, I'm not trying to shit on empire and shows like, uh, power and shit, but you don't learn shit from that. You, it's just, we gravitate to drama as a society and it's not doing anything. You know, I think when you have an unhealthy diet of not just, you know, like food, like physical food, but the things you put in mentally, you just like it gets exacerbated by, you know, power and all these other things. And it makes it worse. Mm -hmm. So it's like at the end of the day, you have to realize, like, what kind of position are you putting yourself in? Yeah. You're not learning anything. And you think about it. There's 24 hours in a day. How much of that time do you use to learn anything? Yeah. Like anything. And what are you putting in your ears? When you put your earphones in and you're listening to music, what kind of music are you putting in? Is there any value to it? Yeah. Like, I'm not trying to put any artist out there, but imagine this, right? Imagine you're, you know, you're Joe Blow and you turn your music on and it's like, I got the Molly, I got the Percocet, I got the Molly, I got the Percocet, I got the Molly, right? So you listen to Percocet and Molly and then you watch the show Power and then you watch another reality show. And then you, uh, um, you'll be on the fucking phone. Social media. Then you'll be on social media, exactly, mm-hmm. on Instagram, looking at all this fake shit. Then you get on the phone and you might gossip for a little bit and then God you go to bed. Dang. You have literally learned nothing the whole fucking day. Yeah. Every day, I feel like I'm a step ahead of most of society based on the fact that I'm willing to learn something. Mm-hmm. If there's no... So- if there's no uh, what did I, I forgot what they call it? Like socially redeemable qualities of mm-hmm. music or whatever it is. If there's any qualities to music, I, I kind of like to listen to that. There's sometimes I listen to um, okay, J Cole is obviously one of those. Mm-hmm. Uh, Childish Gambino is definitely one of those. Mm-hmm. And you and sometimes you won't get the lyric or the gem until a year later. Yeah, like wow, I can't believe he said that. Yeah, but just the things you commonly put in. They could determine where you're going, man. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I completely agree. That's why, you know, it's there's you can have a um, a part of you that sometimes you just want to decompress and only right. be entertained. 100%. You know what I mean? I, I think that's fine. That's the equivalent of like, you know, having a, a cheat meal or something if you're on a strict diet. Right. But for the most part, you want to eat clean and that would be consuming or listening or watching um uh knowledgeable material or knowledgeable art or knowledgeable um you know things on the television and um like you said it's just that that sort of thing comes out one way or another you know what i mean they say like energy is uh never destroyed it's just kind of like transferred 100 and that's the the same thing it's like um you know, certain the people that do consume these certain things, you can start to tell that they lit that they they act a certain way. 
You right. Know what I mean that that kind of that kind of behavior comes out. You know, you you tend to see them um, recreating those those right. events also. Like if a person is consumed with these weird relationships on reality TV oh, okay. shows, then they probably will try to ha- emulate that sort of right. um, relationship in their in their real life. So. Um, yeah, just just be mindful what you're what you're consuming out there. You know, you just brought up another key point. I think that what people commonly put in their minds and bodies, they tend to replicate that out into the world. Yeah. So if you're if you don't digest anything but dumb shit, drama, reality TV, social media, you put those things out into the world. But if you're a person that um, reads books, listens to podcasts, goes to the gym. Um, and you have powerful conversations, then you put that type of energy out into the world, which ultimately creates like the group or close knit friends that you have. Yeah. So now what they're doing, it's not that they're reaffirming, you know, you, like, like I'm a good person or I'm smart. Or I'm the, they're not reaffirming it. It's just that they have your same energy. So when you're dr- when you're drama driven, you tend to be around people that also have drama. Yeah. So now you just got this one huge fucking conundrum going going on around you mm-hmm. and you can't even you can't break free from it mm-hmm. because now you've cre- you've created this thing and you've you pretty much manifest anything that you commonly uh put yourself in or involve yourself in yeah i i agree i, I was talking to um dj the other day and he, he was talking about this uh new thing that he's been working on as far as like waking up early and kind right. of getting his mind right right before the the day starts and um you know, we were just saying like, yeah, you know, doing that is extremely important because it, it sets the, the momentum for your day. Right. And if you're a person that it's, it's just like, you know, as, as kids or as people in, in America, we've always heard it like, you know, don't spoil your food or something like that. Mm. As far as like, don't eat a Snickers before, you know, the meal that you're parents are prepared or something like that or don't be eating like candy and you know when you wake up right in the morning like make sure you get a a good breakfast in you or whatever Mm. and that's the that's the equivalent if you if you just wake up and then start immediately just scrolling through oh my god you know what i mean and like that whatever time you wake up 7 a.m 6 30 or whatever yeah you know what i mean that's the equivalent of you know spoiling your your whole day you're starting off your day on the wrong foot so oh yeah you know what i mean i think i think that's important too like the first thing when you wake up what are you doing oh man that's that's setting the whole tone for your day mm-hmm. you know what i've what i started doing is I, I had an unhealthy habit of waking up and turning on my phone who called me who you know let me check my notifications uh who who liked this post you know whatever the case and it's like who gives a fuck yeah who gives a fuck if you if you got rid of that phone right and the, let's say the phone fell in water. Whoever needed to contact you would still find a way to do it. Yeah. Like the motherfuckers on social media and the people liking posts, oftentimes those people don't even mean anything. Yeah. Not to mention you could be you could be opening yourself up to bad energy and not even know it. Mm-hmm. You could open up your phone and, and then there's somebody saying some fucked up shit on social media and you're like, man, fuck this punk. And now it's 8 a.m. and you open up your day with negativity. Mm-hmm. Take 45 minutes to an hour and don't even turn your fucking phone on. Yeah. Because you got to realize once you turn that phone on, now you have to be a, like you have to be accessible to the bullshit that might be on your phone. So what I do now is wake up, do what I got to do, you know, move my bowels, you know, and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, 
or whatever I'm going to do. And then I'll turn my phone on. Yeah. And then I'll turn it on. And I'm like, ah, not so bad. Mm -hmm. But yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Just uh, consume more information and less nonsense and drama. Right. Instead of picking up that Popeye's chicken sandwich, go grab a fucking salad. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Something, you know. Mm-hmm. I, I can't talk earlier. I went to Panda. I was fucking starving. Panda, Panda, Panda. But what panda. I did is is I made Panda somewhat, somewhat healthier. I, I Instead of getting chow, uh, chow mein and fried rice, I got brown rice, and then I got the super greens. You know those vegetables? Mm-hmm. I got that, and then I got uh, some, some new hot shrimp they got, and then I got some fucking honey walnut. Mm-hmm. And it was pretty good. I think I think you know, kind of like what you're saying. It's yeah. uh, obviously the the most healthiest thing you could probably do for yourself is to cook at home, hundred percent. But um, just being mindful of what you're consuming when right. you are when you when you are in a position where you don't feel like cooking, or if you had to you know get to some place some place. Like just the other day, um, I was uh going to the office pretty er- pretty early, and I grabbed a um a vegetarian breakfast burrito. Uh-huh. You know, it's pretty cool. So, you know what I mean? And, 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 you know, obviously it's it's still some, you know, it's probably high in salt and whatnot, but right. it's it's better than the alternative, which could right. be chorizo or, uh, yeah. you know, sausage or bacon or something. Yeah, like that shit tastes better, though. Hey, man. You know. <laughs> it tastes better, but it'll fuck mm-hmm. you up. Mm-hmm. You got to be you got to be careful what you're putting in. When I was at Ch- uh, eating that Chinese food earlier from Panda. I was like, man, I want to catch the coronavirus. In this nigga stupid. <laughs> <laughs> when I first heard about the coronavirus, I was like, man, they trying to blame Mexicans for everything. <laughs> they trying to build a wall. They, they trying, trying to get rid of Corona. They did. They trying to get rid of Cerveza. It's like, man, it's like, I don't even drink Corona. It's all about Modelo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm like, come on, man. That's funny. Yeah, man. Uh, uh, switching gears. Uh, Keith. Uh, showed me a, uh, a P- if you're, you're not familiar with PETA, uh, what the hell do they mean? What does it stand for? I don't know. We Please just know look that, it up. That, Please. We just know Please. they hate everybody that wear animal clothing. You, oh my God. PETA hates everyone. If you pet an animal on the head, they'll be like, you're hurting the animal by petting it on its forehead. <laughs> that clearly is a vulnerable animal that's, yeah. you'd be like, you, you don't leave me the fuck alone. Yeah. You can, the, the, their stance is, it's a, uh, it's a battle you can never win with logic. No, nah, you can't. It's just a bunch of like people that want to be upset about everything. Yeah. But PETA stands for People for the Ethical Treatment of Animals. Okay. People. Which is I mean, it's a it's a, a fair fight. You know what I mean? I, I do agree with the, you know, I don't I haven't read their mission statement or anything, but I do think that there should be an organization organization that is uh you know, created for that sole purpose. But right. sometimes it just feels like they're doing too much. A hundred percent. Um, here's the thing. Uh, Keith showed me a, I guess it was an ad or a commercial that was supposed to play during the Super Bowl. Uh, but the commercial showed a bunch of different animals. It showed a wolf and a coyote and they were all taking a knee. Then it showed like, uh, just a bunch of different animals, you know, a, a wolf, like I mentioned, then a bald eagle took a knee and then a rat took a knee a fucking whatever it was, a roach or whatever the fuck that thing was. But there was a bunch of different animals that were obviously animated, cartoon version animals that were all taking a knee. And then it said, stop, uh, what did it say at the end? Stop speciesism. Yes, stop speciesism, right? And Essentially w- meaning treat all animals equally, whether it's a rat or... Right. It's, it's, it's not a- yeah, but you know what? And I kind of made a point about this too, right? Because 
Um, we did. We talked about that. Yeah. With like uh, liberals and stuff. Like right. That. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, what it was is, is like there was a uh, there was people that were shitting on Michael Vick, and I, I personally will say that what Michael Vick did was absolutely atrocious. What he did to those animals is wrong. In every way, it was wrong. Right. But it's people that will shame him. And be like, you fucking asshole, kill dogs, but then you go right out and shoot a deer in the fucking head. Yeah. You know, you go hunting deer. So I think, and then also there are people that were like, I can't stand Michael Vick when he hurt those dogs, but then they'll go eat a cheeseburger. Mm-hmm. So it's like, at the same point, there's still a legitimate point from PETA that, you know, if you don't treat every animal correct, you can't have this, you can't stand on this moral high ground. Yeah. Because it, you just, it, you're just fucked. It yeah. just doesn't make any sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But. Uh, yeah, I mean, like, like, of course, we agree with, you know, the speciesism because, like, we had a whole discussion right. about it before. Yeah. Um, the problem lies with the the way in which they delivered the message. I think it's a very confusing message. They're yeah. trying to, like, connect a bunch of dots that aren't really connectable. Colin, I guess. Colin Kaepernick, coyotes yeah. and shit. Yeah, freaking eagle taking a knee. Like, yeah. I don't even think an eagle can take a knee. Colin, <laughs> Colin Coyote, Coyote, Nick. <laughs> Colin. <laughs> yeah, and then, and then not to mention they had the pig land on the ground, which you know who knows in the grand scheme of things what that, what that message meant. But right. if you want to connect it to the the dots of like a parallel universe with Colin Kaepernick, you know he had the 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 socks with the pigs on it, which you know was not necessarily a message that was well received by right. either sides. You know, people that right. was you know with Colin Kaepernick or people that were against Colin Kaepernick. So that was kind of right. kind of weird to me. Right. Um, but it, it just seemed a little bit forced, and I right. guess they tried to put this put this commercial in the um, you know in the I guess in the Super Bowl uh, Sunday, yeah. but um, essentially you know the, there's a whole battle going on with you know and I don't even know if there's lawsuits, but there's this whole like dynamic of excuse me Colin Kaepernick trying to get in the NFL, and you know they're they're at odds right now, so. I would understand why the NFL wouldn't want yeah. to play this commercial during their yeah. biggest game of the year. Yeah. I, and you know what else, too? I think what they're doing is they're conflating two things that don't really even go together. Yeah. And what they're doing is is they're hijacking a movement or a, a stance that has absolutely nothing to do with animals. Mm-hmm. And they're using it like they're, they're leveraging that to put eyes on what they're doing. Yeah. And I think that's whack. I'm just being yeah, honest. That's terrible. I, you know, yeah. this happens every year, right? Because right. essentially what these companies are trying to do, they're trying to, you know, create this memorable commercial or a commercial that, you know, delivers a message while also being entertaining, while also selling their product, which is extremely hard to do. So yeah. that's why a lot of these commercials fall fall flat. Like you had that commercial a long time ago with like Kendall Jenner and people are rioting and then all of a sudden she, she brings out a soda and yeah, everything's that, okay. Like, hold on, you got black, black people getting shot with water hoses and <laughs> you come out with a Pepsi and it all goes, is this good now? What the fuck? <laughs> Get your dumb ass out of yeah. here. Trying, you yeah, know. go sit down somewhere. I'm fighting man. for my people. He's trying to bring me a soda. What the heck? Yeah, you're like, okay, I'll, I'll take a soda <laughs> with a side of racism. Okay, fuck it. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, yeah. So that, I mean, that's what happens a lot, you know, and this is pretty much in line with, uh, you know, all the nonsense that goes on every Super Bowl Sunday, it seems like now. Just because, you know, it's, it's the time, it's 2020, and this has been going on for, 
a few years now. Back in the day, it was it seemed like it was a couple of a couple commercials that kind of touched on these yeah. certain topics. But then there were also commercials that were like that were like um, that were like about other themes outside of like politics and right. you know stuff like that. It could be a commercial about being a father and it'd be yeah. like the polar the uh coca-cola yeah. polar bear oh, okay, just yeah. kind of like playing with their kids or whatever or yeah. you know the clydesdales or whatever but all of a sudden now it's like everything has to be political and it's, it's ridiculous about like equality and stuff like it's that. too much it's just incredibly oversaturated like we're, we're getting too much information about something and it's not even new information that's the problem yeah. so when you get all this regurgitate this regurgitated message of you know, you know, speciesism and, you know, equality and this and that. It's like, okay, okay. Like what, like what, what can we do? Like, what's the solution? Yeah. You know what? That's the question. What's the solution? Mm-hmm. It's just, it's, it's to me, I don't want to see that. I think what, not right now. what's happening too. And this is, you know, we kind of almost created a subtopic in here, which is kind of cool. Uh-huh. But um, what, what I feel like is there's, there's these liberals who are behind all these, you know, these like uh, themed commercials right, right, that, right. that happen every Sunday. And they are trying to make the world think like them. That's not how it You know works. what I mean? And I, I, I just, I don't understand it. You know what I mean? Um, I think that the world prior to 2018, 2017, 2019, 2020 mm-hmm. was, was pretty cool. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And, you know, obviously, like, in certain aspects, it's it's been really good. In certain aspects, it hasn't. But at the same time, um, Republicans and um, uh, Democrats have been able to coexist for years. Mm. Straight people and gay people have been able to coexist for years. Um, all these different communities of people, black people, white people, all these different communities have been able to coexist um, for a certain amount of time. And I just... I just don't understand why they feel like they need to um, keep harping on these things in these commercials. Yeah, but I think that the reason why is because everything is more polarizing in commercials and on social media. I think but when you go out into the real world and you start to see like, yo, we can fix this. Like a lot of shit could be fixed with the actual conversation or actual sit down. But I think when someone's yelling and they're drowning out, everyone else is trying to respond. Mm -hmm. That's a problem. And me, I don't me, especially now, I don't consider myself liberal Definitely not conservative. I just don't have any allegiance to either. But I can call out when something ain't right. And what I've noticed is like the liberal, uh, the the liberal media. Right? I'm gonna sound like Joe Rogan. People are gonna be like, yeah, Eddie's a black conservative, <laughs> black conservative. <laughs> <laughs> Joe Rogan been called everything a, a racist, a liberal, a conservative. Yeah, that's what you go through when you speak well, your mind. You, you well, can't. You be don't afraid. agree with the right. you know just a bunch of nonsense or yeah. you know whatever. The, if you're not like a, a freaking, uh, if you're not water, you yeah. know what I mean. In a sense, right. kind of flowing with everything everybody's saying, right. then you you kind of get looked at that. You way. Sound like Bruce Lee when you said that. Yeah, <laughs> the wa- the water. You need to move with the water, <laughs> <laughs> flowing like the water. Yeah, in Panda Express. Honey <laughs> 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 walnuts. <laughs> oh man no man uh but yeah yeah you're absolutely right man i I lost my train of thought fucking around (laughs) yeah but um my thing is 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 people are making things more uh complicated than they are also Mm -hmm. and i think when you put that 
it's like this extreme. You know how they have they say extreme right. I think there's an extreme left also yeah. where the left tends to like mutate the message. You'd be like, you could say something like, "Dang, karma is karma is a bitch," but she'll get you, and they'd be like, "Why would you assume the gender?" Oh my god! Why, why would you assume the gender of karma? I don't. Know. <laughs> Will oh, you go man. shut the fuck up? Oh my god! Oh my god! I hate it! I hate it! I hate it. I yeah, hate it. it's it's too much. Yeah. I, I can't be affiliated with that. Yeah, you and just want to be angry. Yeah, it's too much. This is why some whoever did whoever did this Peter uh, this Peter ad was completely I'm a hundred percent sure was extremely liberal, but not a regular like liberals is is normal people, but the shit that you see on the media that's like extra liberal <laughs> they like the new wave <laughs> these motherfuckers was born in like 1996 <laughs> yeah they barely mutant. learned what the word feminism means yeah it's like bro chill out he's a mutant liberals mutant liberals. <laughs> you got motherfuckers on the right that's crazy stupid they dumb too but th- it seems like the most wacky stuff is coming from the left nowadays yeah, it's like fuck, mm-hmm. and every like you mentioned, everything does not need to be political. Like we got, we got too much of that. Like I guess the impeachment hearing is going on, and I don't give a fuck. I haven't watched three minutes of it. <laughs> I just seen a couple old white dudes, and I was like, oh, mm, yeah, I'm gonna turn this off. Yeah, <laughs> I, was, oh I wasn't, I wasn't yeah. worried about it. Yeah. Like at the end of the day, like we talked about earlier, we should only be digesting so much. I can't control. Who the fuck is in the in the in the uh, in the White House, or who should be in pizza, or who's not should be in? I'm just, dude. I'm doing my best to focus on what I've got going on right now. I think that some, I I often rarely believe, and I I don't know. This is probably something I should work on, but I rarely believe anything anyone says at says at face value. No, you really can't. So, um, for for example, as far as like the the um people that consume a lot of the uh. Like the the new the MSNBCs the Fox and all these things, um, a lot of people would say I want to be informed. I need to know what's going on in the right. government so I can know what's you know know how to live my my personal life. Right. But I'm not even sure that's true now. Mm-mm. To me, it starts to feel like people love drama. Like instead yeah. of watching you know love and hip hop, this is their political version of love wow. and hip-hop that's i've never heard that point that's a great point yeah because you know just all this stuff going on with donald trump it's like me and eddie rarely know on a day-to-day basis what donald trump has tweeted or yeah. said some but new shit. yeah but my i'm my life is going pretty good right now like I, you know i'm doing okay yeah. in life <laughs> <laughs> on the next episode <laughs> donald trump <laughs> <laughs> Only on E. <laughs> nigga Donald Trump been super saying for three episodes. Yeah. <laughs> Kim Kardashian goes to the White House. Why is it always that same voice? It's like it's the same, it's almost the same voice for the movie fucking previews as it is like on these reality e news shows. and all this other stuff. Yeah, some it's some some freaking mysterious guy with a deep voice. Yeah. Find out on the next episode of Donald Trump Hates You. <laughs> Whose pussy is he grabbing today? On the next episode. Like, oh, I gotta watch this. Whose pussy is getting grabbed today? It's on crazy. the next episode, Donald Trump reveals his technique to grab pussy. <laughs> There is somebody right now that is irate. They're like, you guys shouldn't be joking about that. Don't joke about that. 
<laughs> Jeez, do we have to inform you that we also have given it a shot at this comedy thing? Jeez. If you can't take some humor, then this podcast ain't for you, okay? Yeah. Nobody is out here trying to grab your pussy, okay? Yeah. Nobody. It's exit stage left. I would never good. do that. Unless it was a Saturday night. <laughs> <laughs> nah, man. But uh That's funny. Yeah, dude. It it it's just an extreme it's an extreme ad, man, and I don't really have too much else to say about it. Uh we could move on from that, but fuck. Yeah. You guys give it a shot, check it out. Just go to YouTube and pull up the PETA ad. It's yeah. Pretty funny. Yeah. All right. Switching gears. Um sometimes it takes a tough situation to find out who's in your corner. And what I mean by that is, is sometimes you got to go through some shit to find out who is your real friend or who, and you know, who, if you're, if the, the person you are in a relationship with is, you know, a, a good mate. I, I seen a story about this rapper. Um, I think his name is OG Mako or whatever. And this dude ended up getting, he had a girlfriend and whatnot, and he ended up getting this like flesh-eating virus or the flesh-eating disease, and he was really scared, and he was in the hospital, and then everybody really stopped fucking with him. Even his girlfriend left him. Mm -hmm. And a friend of his like literally stopped everything he was doing and came out there and took care of him around the clock. And I was just like, fuck. Mm -hmm. It took this man to have a flesh-eating disease to find out who was in his corner. Yeah. And that's so fucked up. And I think a lot of people in your life, if you're listening right now, look at your situation. You might have a nice house. You got a couple cars. You got friends. Everything's great. You know, you guys are making good money. You're having fun. Look at your kids. They look great. But imagine if you went bankrupt. How many friends would you have at that point? Yeah. You know, the neighbors that talk to you every day, they'd probably be talking about you now. Yeah. You know, they wouldn't be like, I heard about your oh, situation. Did you hear about Mm-hmm. Gossiping, yeah. yeah, the same person that was having conversations with you about other people. Now you are the topic of conversation because you lost everything. Mm-hmm. See, what people don't realize is that when you're on top of the mountaintop and everything's going great, that fall is very far. It's mm-hmm. a long ways down. Mm-hmm. And it's some people that don't give a fuck how far you fell. They still going to have your back. But those people are very, 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 very rare. Yeah. And, uh, Oftentimes, you don't find those people until some shit goes down. I remember, I don't want to be too long-winded, but there was a time where shit got fucked up for me. And uh, I was sleeping on my best friend's couch. And he had my back, which is Keith's brother. You know, and I was really young, you know, and shit got rough for me. And I'm less dumb and full of calm. Uh, Like I said, uh, (laughs) I'm... See, this is how you, once you do enough podcasts, this is how your brain starts working. You hear, you just get trigger words. You'd be like, I was going to get some groceries. Did you eat the booty like groceries? You're like, nigga, no. <laughs> yeah, man. That's funny. Yeah. You, you know, um, you just need people that are going to remain in your corner yeah. when these situations happen. Yeah, I think, and that's the scary part. You know what I mean? And, um, you know, you, th- you think about, you start to dissect your relationships. Right, right, right. And um, just where we are at in life, a lot of, you know, our relationships are based on um, what we can, like a mutual, mutually beneficial relationship. Right. And because um, <clears throat> it's not like, 
you know, when you when you're in high school and junior high, you're not you don't have a job or you know, for the most part, you don't have a job, you don't right. have any bills or anything, or you know, you're just kind of going. Your job is going to school and yeah. trying to you know trying to get a little bit of you know, trying to lose your virginity, I guess, yeah. <laughs> and uh, or trying to get your grades and you know trying not to get whooped and whatnot. Trying to get a pussy with no job. <laughs> you got no. You ain't got bus fare, but you trying to get some pussy. You can't even afford condoms, man. You got to go to Planned Parenthood just to get some free condoms. Uh, them cheap condoms. Yeah, I, I used to get te- teased for being a virgin in high school. That's how much peer pressure you have to have sex in high school. Yeah, like man, yeah. man McGee, you still a virgin, bro? You whack, bro. You whack. I'm I like, wish that that's part of um the. This is a side note, but that's part of the the reason why um I'm kind of interested in how I can like raise a child, right? Because I just want to let them know like certain things as far as like society or high school or what yeah. your friends may think. Um, you don't have to adhere to these, 100%. you know, certain uh, I guess like societal norms. Yeah, these the norms. Societal you know I mean? norms are not your norms. <clears throat> yeah, if you want to lose your virginity at 21 or 20 years old, um, that's perfectly fine. 21, 21, 21. <laughs> 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 you see what happens? <laughs> That's funny. But yeah. Um what's what's the topic again, my bad? <laughs> uh talking you're talking about societal norms and you don't have to adhere to Yeah, no, I'm I'm down with that. Oh, okay. Um, but what's what's the topic we were on? Oh, the topic was you know you don't find out. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um yeah, I mean so what I was saying was just like based on, you know, relationships in high school, it's kinda like mm-hmm. I think they tend to be a little bit more genuine because there's, you know, you're not working together. You may play sports together or something mm-hmm. like that, but you know, it's not really any outside pressures that, that go along with the relationship. But when you're older, you have like coworkers that you're friends with, or you have, you know, um, some sort of relationship where, where you're like a business partner or something yeah. like that. So it gets really murky because, um, if all of this fell apart, like right. what type of relationship will we have? Hmm. I don't. You know what though? I don't know. The the like the. <clears throat> I guess you could say the social hierarchy. I don't think it ever changes. Mm-hmm. I think that when you're, let's say, you're a football player, you're the, you're the cool jock, you know, uh, that plays football, and you got the girls and the friends and shit, and that's all good. And you know, if you somehow fell from that, and like people found out you were like doing drugs and you didn't go to school and shit. <laughs> You wouldn't. You would be outside of the group now. Yeah, I think that's the equivalent to like being an adult and you know falling off your game. Yeah, but I mean, I two things could be true though. So I'm not saying you're wrong, but I'm just saying like that whole structure never changes too much. Yeah. Um, but like you mentioned, in the societal norms, they're still there. Where you know they'll be like, "Oh, Eddie, why don't you don't have kids, man? Really, man? I can't believe you don't have kids." I'm like, yeah. motherfucker, a kid is not a PlayStation 4. It's a responsibility. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and I actually want to have a kid with a woman that I can trust with my life. See, what people don't realize is a lot of people is out here having kids, but they ended up being a baby's father instead mm-hmm. of a father, meaning you get visitation. And I, I hate to say that, and I don't want to sound like an asshole because I got some buddies that have that situation. But I think that if you're a good, if you're a good judge of character, you're like, you, you're like you know what? You know, uh, I just don't see anything in the future uh, with this young lady and we've, you know, are having sex, but it's like, it's not going, it's not much deeper than that. So I don't want to act like it's deeper than that. Yeah. And yeah. I think, you know, if if we think about 
you know, this is I, I'm loving this this podcast right now just because we have all these little subtopics and stuff. Yeah. But <laughs> if you <laughs> if you think about like the term a seed, you know what I mean? You're giving right. your seed to someone. 100%. Like if you think about that as far as like boatloads of cum, go ahead. but if you think about that in like a metaphorical term you when you when you when you plant a tree or a flower or whatever like you want to you want to be able to like nurture this thing but some i think some people are very free with their sperm right right you know you want you i i the reason why I also don't, you can have a kid pretty much whatever you want to for the most part. Sure. Like, you know, all it takes is sex and, you know, yeah. mixing the sperm and the egg together. Yeah. Um, the eggs, bacon, everything. This <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but in reality, like, I, you know, I, I would rather treat it like, you know, a plant where you have to nurture it and you, you want also like, not the, there's got there's never going to be any perfect situation true but you want an ideal situation where you're right. actually in a real relationship true. and you can actually have you know you can actually be uh parents like right. you know, together with your child and you know raise right. them and show them what um a loving relationship and a, and a loving marriage should be you know you can't right. it, it's the the whole co-parenting thing or like having a child with somebody that you know you probably won't actually like and you know, six months or, you know, a year is, is just weird to me. Right. Um, some people just, you know, just want a kid that bad, but I think that's a little bit selfish because, mm. you know, the, the most ideal and statistics show the most ideal situation for a child is to have two parents. Mm. So, you True. know, and, you know, I'm sure those, uh, those, um, stati- or the, 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 the amounts of success, um, are heightened when the parents are actually in a in a relationship or True. you know together. So, True. yeah. And and to piggyback on this subtopic too, in regards to finding a mate, I think this there's certain things that everyone you know wants to at least ha- like find. Like in my case, I would not want a woman that's codependent. I want a woman that doesn't need me. Because God forbid, you know, we do have kids, and for some reason, you know, uh, you know, I'm not here. You know, whatever may happen, I'd rather have a woman that's strong enough to raise my children. Yeah. You know what I mean? A woman that's not going to have some sucker around because I'm gone. Yeah. You know, so all these things are little, they're things that I think about, you know, mm-hmm. like, and, and it's important. It, it's mm-hmm. important to have this because a lot of people don't put thought into what they do. And ultimately, it can end up being very inconvenient for your child. Yeah. You know, and uh, let's bring back to the initial topic of not, you know, uh, it what, takes to kind of, um, not to cut you off, but go ahead, man. you did, you mentioned something uh earlier in the week or it might have been like a you know it's kind of that past topic where we talked about um mm-hmm. we kind of bigged up women that stand by certain 100%. athlete side or whatever 100%. and you know um one thing you mentioned on the phone was like it's important like you said it's important to have that type of strong woman in your lifestyle yeah. that's dependent because or independent because you never we never know you 100%. know what i mean just in like kobe bryant's case or yeah. like in, in nipsey hustle's case but in like obviously I don't have a uh you know an eye on what these women are doing in their day to day life, but they do seem like extremely strong women. Right. You know what I mean? Right. So that's the type of, you know, women yeah. you you should be looking 100%. for. A hundred percent. And and that's and the thing about it is is like I think a lot of men are distracted and I think a lot of men make horrible choices. Mm-hmm. You know, they they look at the Instagram model and they're like, Oh yeah, I want that. But at the end of the day, you get broke, that pretty face is going to walk out of your life. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, and I think especially 
you know, if you come across, I think it, it's to me, I aspire to be incredibly successful. So um, and that's not, you know, I'm not saying that to try to gloat or anything. I'm mm-hmm. just just that's just what I aspire to be. And at that point in time, <clears throat> if you're you're on top of the mountaintop, it's kind of it's more hard to find a genuine mate mm-hmm. because you got it all like you're 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 the you're the gold standard now. You know, mm-hmm. so a lot of women are attracted to attractive men, but I mean, a lot of women are attractive to uh, successful men. Yeah. And they may be not even moderately successful. So now you got somebody that's just latched on to you. I don't want that. Mm-hmm. If I have to be single my whole life, I will literally do that. I'm not afraid of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't care. Uh, yeah. You you would much rather keep your sanity or keep your, keep all your, your, I guess your bearings in a sense and not be divvying it, divvying it up to people that don't deserve it 100 percent. at that point you're just i guess you you find social currency in um you know hey i got this hot chick you know this is my girlfriend this is my wife but when in actuality she's not wife material at all yeah you just you just you just got uh a a liability instead of trying to people trying to force wives yeah that's terrible i've been married four times but ain't no problem you know they were all terrible but you know i got this fifth wife i think this gonna work and be like well uh, did you sign a prenup? Yeah. <laughs> if you didn't, you <clears throat> fucked up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I didn't sign a prenup with this one. I think this one gonna work. <laughs> you better make sure you ain't got poison in your food. <clears throat> what do you What do you think about prenups? I think prenups are for. Did people. we talk about this? We did talk oh, about okay, prenups, but if for anybody that doesn't listen to all the episodes, <laughs> we have a lot. This is ninety episode ninety seven. <laughs> um, I don't believe in a prenup based on the fact that. I don't believe in prenups because I feel like the woman you marry, you should trust her with your life. You yeah. should tr- it, you should trust her with your finances. You should trust her with your life. You should trust her with your kids. And if you don't trust her with those things, then why the fuck are you marrying her? Period. <laughs> like you, you should not have no reason to do a prenup. Some people say, "Well, I'd agree because if I'm successful, I I would never want to be in a relationship with a woman that I think would rob me in the middle of the night." <laughs> <laughs> To me, um, I don't know. We, you know, we always talk about where we want to go in life. Right, right. To me, um, I just, I just know how relationships can change over the course of time. So, in that sense, like, I, I would probably sign one. Hmm. But it, I, I guess it just depends on the circumstance too. Like, if I were to. To meet a, a girl or a person after I'm extremely right. wealthy, you that know, it might sense. change how I how I view it. But right. if the person came up with me when I was broke, right, then um, you know, I might think twice about it. But then again, I still they're always in the back of my mind. No matter how much I love a person or whatever, mm-hmm. I still feel like it can change or you know, the relationship can end. So I don't know. True, <clears throat> you know, you're hundred percent, and I think you got to protect yourself too. And I think it, it depends on how you meet. They got to have. You got to have a background behind it. Like if I'm if I'm successful and I meet someone and they're, you know, aspiring to do things in their career and they have things in motion and they're working and things of that matter, then I don't know if I would do it at that point cuz I'm like this this woman is putting in work. She's working a lot of hours, she has her own business, she's doing this. That's why it's important to mess with a woman that is equally motivated too. Yeah. Yeah, she's not, man. Don't waste your time. Because mm-hmm. if some shit goes wrong for me, I'd rather I'm not intimidated to have if a woman makes way more money than me, I'm cool with it. Yeah, I don't have a problem with it. Mm-hmm. You know, but I I don't really care for a prenup. 
But if I was broke and I was marrying a rich chick, I would hope that she wouldn't sign a prenup. <laughs> I'm trying to be like Kevin Federline on that. <laughs> yeah. That's funny, bro. Yeah, man. Um, we got off the main topic, but we kind of touched on that earlier anyways. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you're not usually going to find out um, who the people, what people are in your corner until shit gets, shit gets rough. Yeah. Money gets low. You know what I'm saying? You lose your job, whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, if you lose your job and then if you lose it, let's say you've been working at a job for 10 or 12 years, you get paid good money and you lose your job, you get fired. And then you go on Facebook and be say, hey, uh, let me know if anyone's hiring. Mm-hmm. It's going to be people talking behind your back like, ah, that nigga got fired ah, yeah. instead of helping. Yeah, man. That's what people do. But you're going to have that one person that you really don't talk to that much. Mm-hmm. And he going to be the one to inbox you like, hey, man, I seen this place is hiring. You know, I, I asked these people for a job and this people. I've had it happen to me before. Mm-hmm. That's why I could say from experience is sometimes it's the people you least expect. They'll be the ones that step up. But the people you consider friends be the same ones talking about you and laughing at you behind your back. Yeah. So something to, something to think about. Switching mm-hmm. gears. <clears throat> Most people rather look happy than be happy. We kind of talked about this a mm-hmm. little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, this I'll give a brief example. <clears throat> A uh, brief ex- brief example being people will rather look happy than be happy, meaning they will get in a Mercedes Benz or they'll take a picture standing out front of a Mercedes Benz. And um, it, it seems like people can instantly gratify themselves on social media. So they put this picture up. Car looks nice. They look successful because they got a nice shirt and some pants and they took a selfie. Yeah. Isn't that funny how you could look successful just by taking a selfie on fucking social media? That's so crazy. It's crazy. Perception it's, is reality, man. Yeah, perception is reality. And, and, and it's really not, but it's yeah. reality to people seeing it. Mm-hmm. So the person that's taking a picture in front of that nice car didn't tell you that they almost three months behind on the payment and they're about to come take it back. Yeah. But as long as they're taking a picture of the car, you think they're successful. Yeah, you you know, <laughs> the the crazy part about that is, is like um, I was talking to my uncle and um, I was I don't know if I told this story before, but basically... Right. There was this guy, his name is, oh, I won't say his name, but he's, he's a, he's an artist out of like Visalia, Tulare Snitches area. Get <laughs> and, um, my uncle was talking to this guy and he was like, yeah, I want to be, you know, I'm, I'm doing this music stuff. I also want to, want to get into the acting and, and the modeling stuff. Huh? And, uh, he was like, yo, you should hit up Keith because, you know, he shoots short films and stuff yeah. like that. He's more tapped in with, you know, what's going on. So you should, you should, uh, you should hit him up and see what he, see what y'all can work out. Yeah. And, um, <clears throat> Basically, we got to this idea of just the way he was communicating. It wasn't necessarily that he had a strong desire to do any of these things. Mm-hmm. We we started to feel like he just wanted to be famous. <sighs> and then my uncle was like, well, if you just want to be famous, there's a formula for it. Like there's a lot of people blowing up on social media and, and, and YouTube and stuff uh yeah. very easily and the formula for it is to look like you're doing better in life than you probably really are right so if you just excuse me just the way the youtube algorithms and stuff work yeah um and we know based on like kevin edwards and stuff oh yeah 100 percent. you put your lamborghini in the thumbnail oh yeah and then you say like you know you put certain keywords in the, in mm-hmm. the search engines or whatever i mean the video is going to take off so mm-hmm. the the <laughs> you can do that very easily. There's um me and my boy was just shooting a music video the other day and a guy rented a Porsche for 
you know, a couple hundred dollars. Yeah. So it was like, and he used it in his music video. So it's, it's a simple, like, Simple thing, simple thing to do, yeah. and I don't really know where I was going with that, but um, nah, that's just a story. No, nah, but you know it does go with it. People rather be rather look happy than be happy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And okay. that, that falls in line where they want to look successful than be successful. Yeah. But see that the whole idea of looking successful is so played out. Don't fall prey to what you see on social media where these guys are wearing a suit and they standing outside of a Lamborghini with a nice watch and some shades and a, and a haircut uh, and a fucking hair slicked back. That's not success. That's an that's an illusion. Mm-hmm. That's a facade. Okay. Yeah. Um. You're 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 selling a facade. I think the best thing for any young creators or anybody that's a rapper or whatever, anybody listening, the worst thing you could do is put a perception out there that's not you. Mm-hmm. Don't do that. If you're from a city and you don't got a lot of money or whatever, put your actual car in the fucking video. If you drive a Mazda and one of the windows is busted out, put it in the fucking video. <laughs> I think the best thing you could do is sell yourself. Yeah. Sell yourself. Another thing, too. People try to sell, like we talk about the image, or they want to look happy instead of actually be happy. The, the biggest fear that I have is dying without being happy. There's no way. If I was in a marriage and we argued all the time, we was cheating all the time, we never really got along, but then when we got out in public, we act like everything was great. We made sure that when we went out to different places that we took selfies. I've seen couples getting in arguments because they didn't want to take a picture. Like, I don't want to take a fucking picture anymore. I'm tired of taking all these fucking pictures. (laughs) You wouldn't have a picture. you You would not have a problem taking a photo with someone that you genuinely cared about. But the fact that you are annoyed by it, it's just like somebody it's people want to take a picture of everything. And it's because they're trying to sell this image. Mm-hmm. And it, it doesn't make sense to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's weird. It's it's just it's society, mm-hmm. society in, in general. Like if I got on this podcast every week and told you how much money was in my bank account and I was lying every time, eventually some of you motherfuckers would start believing it. They're like, yeah. man, that Eddie, he's worth a half a million dollars, man. Did you know that? Yeah. You know, even though I was fucking lying my fucking pants off. Yeah. But if you could get if you could get people to believe some things and they'll buy into it. Yeah. Especially especially just it, it, yeah, like I said, it's, it's it's easy to 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 build up that perception. And you know, I think, you know, what we've tried to do is try to be um like the most authentic we can, you know what I mean? We don't act like we we have a uh, semi-successful podcast and you know obviously we want to go places with this podcast but we don't get on here talking like we have you know, these huge net worths and um, like we have millions and millions of streams and like we're doing no. something more and that's the thing that bothers me um, about certain artists and certain people we know out here it's like dog I know you like I know you not I know you don't got it like that I know you you just doing okay out here but for whatever reason, they want to, you know, they just want to act like, act like everything is peaches and cream. Yeah, peaches and cream sound kind of good right now. <laughs> yeah, I don't even like peaches. This is crazy. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, <clears throat> ultimately, it, I don't want to keep regurgitating the same points, uh, but if you're a person that is genuinely happy, there's only so many things, or some you're not gonna you're not gonna go out of your way to to make pe- like have people. Uh, have this perception of you. You mm-hmm. just kind of just kind of live. It's like Keith mm-hmm. mentioned earlier, like the water. Mm-hmm. And that's all you need to do. Like me, I would say I'm very happy. I'm happy because, 
you know, I, I see my life moving forward. Mm-hmm. I see my life going forward. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's it, man. If you're a person that is listening to this right now and you keep getting arguments with your wife or husband or whatever the case and you're not happy, I strongly encourage you to get a fucking divorce. People say, you know, you should work through it. Imagine working through something that doesn't fucking work. Yeah. It ain't going to work. If you kept trying, it ain't working. You're just wasting yeah. time. You're yeah. better off alone figuring your own life out. Mm-hmm. Your, your happiness may not even be attached to a marriage. You know, I don't know how often I see, and this is more when I was, you know, out there on the dating apps and whatnot, but yeah. you'd always see the girls, oh, I just got out of a long relationship. Right. And, what the fuck you know, are you doing here then? <laughs> that's, that's funny. <laughs> but it's like, um, but just, how how persist i don't know if persistence is a word or there's there's something that happens in relationships where people have a fear of getting out of them right so, <clears throat> so um people you know a lot of these people like been in a 13 year relationship or right. blah, blah 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 and then you say or you see that um it's like the things that they went through in those relationships yeah. oh my boyfriend was abusive he was this he was that right. and obviously it's one side of the story but my only concern is like, why did it take so long? Like, yeah. why, why was it a thing to where, like, why didn't you have the, I guess, the cojones or the wherewithal to to move on earlier in that in that relationship? I just think they become so acclimated to um, being in this situation that they're afraid. It's it's the same thing as someone that is that. It's almost like they're afraid to be successful. Like you go through this phase, like I know I could do that, but I don't know if I, I don't know if I'm smart enough to do it. Yeah. I don't know if I'm, I don't know if I could. And you have this doubt, like you have this doubt of being happy if you break away from something that's not even making you happy. Yeah, like you need to break away. It, like you get, you live. We only get one life. Mm-hmm. Mention, I just lost a classmate today. Somebody I, I would never expect them to pass on. Right. And you see people losing their lives around you and you realize how fragile we are. Why would you ever waste your time being in a situation that does not make you happy? Right. This is in no way, shape or form reference to Stanley. Rest in peace. But Mm -hmm. not to him. It's just I'm referencing the fact that this is what people do. Yeah. And like you mentioned, they're afraid to get out of it. They're afraid to get out of it because they don't know what they're going to be on the what's other on the end other of it. Side, yeah. They don't know what's on the other side. But you got to start dating again. You got to. You don't. You not got, dating. I right. Mean, obviously, like we're we're family oriented people. Uh-huh. I mean, you don't have to jump back out there and start, right. you know, getting on Tinder. I'm just saying, like, eventually <laughs> you'll probably want to get, you know, another right. boyfriend or something right. like that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And and I think that yeah, some people. They like they think like if I break away from this relationship, I'm gonna be lonely. People people affiliate being single with being lonely, and it is the biggest lie it's ever. Not being alone. It's yeah. We'll, we'll we'll talk about the the topic of Valentine's Day later, but mm-hmm. I think since we were little kids, we were programmed that if we didn't have someone, that we were less than, mm-hmm. and that's a problem. Yeah, you know it, it's a huge problem because most people are codependent. They need someone to um to reaffirm or to affirm. Uh, them yeah so when they don't have someone they're just like they feel fuck. inadequate you're right like oh fuck oh. so much of who's the, gonna eat my booty <laughs> <I don't know." laughs> so much of people's 
so much of people's psyche, their confidence, right. um, just their whole perception of themselves is based on someone else. Yeah, it's based and on I, confirmation. I, I try to tell people all the time, like, you have to, you know, genuinely be confident in how every aspect of yourself before you try to um, go out into this like 100 dating realm because if 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 something about you is um is based on someone else's perception and they're not giving you that thing then you're going to be very miserable right right you know i've heard people say this and somebody it was, this is chick that was this was on facebook she says you know i want to be in a relationship i want to be happy someday and then I wanted to tell her, like, why the fuck aren't you happy now? Yeah. Like, you, I think a person should add to the joy. Mm-hmm. They should not create the joy. You should never allow somebody to be the gatekeeper of your joy. Yeah. If you do that, you fucked up. You, you, yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> you already fucked up. You basically are like an alcoholic, but except for love. Yeah, I mean, we talked about that love addiction. Yeah. This is literally a, an addiction to love or like this romanticized idea right like they're you know those girls that be use like hashtag goals they got freaking yeah stop it russell uh wilson and sierra yeah it's just like like love yourself yeah that should be your goal find yeah. somebody put a picture of yourself and you know hashtag people goals. people say things like you know i think it's really overused love yourself love yourself but people don't know how to do it you want to know how you love yourself I think that I think that this is kind of left, but I think that uh, I feel like God has blessed every single one of us with a gift. Mm-hmm. And I think if you do something or, you know, like a podcast or whatever it is and you grow your knowledge, that's a way of loving yourself mm-hmm. because you're giving you you're making yourself accessible to information and mm-hmm. things that can grow you. Mm-hmm. And when you're doing that, you're finding yourself. Yeah. And you know what I'm saying? And. Finding yourself is important. I think people. There are people that are married that still don't know who they, they are. Yeah. They don't know who they are, and then they get divorced, and they're like, "Yo, I don't know who I am," and it's fucking sad. I see it all the time. Yeah, I think it, it's important to find these things as soon as possible in your yeah. life. You know what I mean? It. I don't think I would say it's never too late, but um, definitely you want to you. In your twenties and your in your early thirties, you know you wanna you wanna discover who you are on an extremely intimate level because, um, like I said, we're we're people that are built to um, we're not built to be uh, single for our whole lives. You 100%. know what I mean? So in that, that doesn't necessarily even have to be like a romantic relationship. It could just be friendships, and a right. lot of that is a lot of that is based on, um the success of a relationship is based on how well you know yourself, you know? So I think, uh, I think that one other thing that I I was talking to Desmond about a Mm -hmm. while ago is, um, this idea of, um, you, like you hear this quote, like, you know, I want to live my best life. I want to live my best life. And, um, he was like, I think that's the wrong way of thinking about it. He was like, we should just not look to live your best life, but look to be the best version of yourself. Right. So, um, True. you know what I mean? Like when you, when you, when you put in the work and your on yourself and you learn about yourself, you, you focus on, um, your mental health and you focus on, you know, just, uh, physically being the best version of yourself. Um, that idea of living your best life is going to come. But if you oh. just focusing on these outside things or trying to connect living your best life, uh, with, 
taking trips to Jamaica or right. you know, vacations and hotels and all this yeah. stuff, you're not ever going to truly no. be happy. Once that vacation's over, you got to come back to the grim reality that you still ain't shit. <laughs> You yeah. know, you could have went to all these countries and you could have had a good time and you took all these good photos. But what have you done for your mental health? Yeah. Absolutely nothing. You could go to China, you know, and get the coronavirus. <laughs> what have you done for your mental health? <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. So it's just one of those things. Whatever you do for yourself, whatever value you add to yourself, you have to remember whatever value you add to yourself, you can add value to someone else. Mm-hmm. But if you don't even know the value that you have, how are you going to help anyone? Yeah. Like it's, it's 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 that's like that's like a math problem almost like one yeah. plus one equals two but if you come in with zero right you know you're not adding anything yeah if you come in with zero and she got two she can be like you ain't taking my two <laughs> 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 leave my two alone <laughs> yeah and then she gonna leave you with a nigga that got four yeah <laughs> god damn <laughs> That's like a Jay Z type of nigga. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I see you. I see you. <laughs> oh man, switching mm-hmm. gears. Um, I was driving through Los Angeles the other day, and uh, I seen a sign that really made me think of how backwards we think as a society. There was a billboard that said, "What you don't know can hurt you." How many times have you been heard? What you don't know can't hurt you. But it's the opposite. Yeah. What you crazy. don't know can fucking hurt you. Mm-hmm. But as a society, we've bought into the idea that uh, what you don't know won't hurt you. Mm-hmm. Then another thing was people say, uh, fake it till you make it. You don't ever have to fake it to make it. Mm-hmm. You can make it by genuinely being yourself. Yeah. There is no fakery needed. And uh, the reason why I brought this up is because I think as a society, we've created these idioms and sayings to appropriate our backwards mentality. Mm-hmm. So if I was walking around at 400 pounds and I'm like, you know, I love myself. And we like, that's right. You go love yourself. In yeah. actuality, you don't because you're 400 fucking pounds. Yeah. You probably stress eating or eating because you're depressed or something. We are backwards. Mm-hmm. That sounds like a farm. We are backwards. <laughs> we are backwards. Bum, bada, bum, 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 bum. <laughs> It's the other foot. I'm thinking of State Farm too with the black dude. That's all State Stan. <laughs> the fake Denzel. Yeah. The the fucking great value version of Denzel Washington. That was funny stuff. Yeah, man. Um but yeah, yeah, I I'm I'm right there with you, man. I think the way I I always looked at it as um there's a small group of people in America that um they they just try to affirm these things. They they try to affirm or yeah, I guess they're trying to affirm their their ha- their bad habits right. in a sense. <clears throat> so if a person is on social media or whatever and they're acting like they have a BMW and they're they're trying to put on this certain lifestyle, um, they would just create a <laughs> That's a cat. You hear that? What the heck? The cats are weird. It's like <laughs> it's not like a a, a baby out, out there. Get out of here, man! Yeah. Fucking cat, man. Cat, man. We yeah. <laughs> I don't even know if you. When you listen back, you got to tell me if you can hear that because that's comedy. If the cat was cutting you off, you were trying to talk. <laughs> that mug was loud. 
Earlier today, I was in the freaking uh, in the laundromat, and Eddie was talking to me on the phone. And you know, obviously, I had my 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 head my earbuds in, and uh, for whatever reason, the person. Ten feet away from me was yeah. dang near talking to Eddie just as loud as I was. It was ridiculous. I was like, "What the heck?" It's some people that they don't even know what the fuck an inside voice is. <laughs> They're like, "That's why I went over there yesterday because they told me to go." And I was, I was like, "Dude, you're inside of a fucking building. Yeah, this is not a concert, man. Yeah, like that. Mother, whoever was in there with you was so loud that they could be at a fucking Ice Cube concert. Uh, I, I, I should be like, "Hey, hey, you need to calm down. Hey, <laughs> hey, keep it down, man." <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> yeah, that's terrible, dude. But yeah, so um basically like I've come to realize that there's um going back on my point, there was there's a, a group of people that that do certain things in society, right? Right, right. And right. whether, you know, like my example about the the person on Instagram, whether they're, you know, trying to create this perception that they're richer than they are, they're doing better in life than they really are. So um instead of fixing their psyche or fixing what they need to um or secure being trying to become secure with themselves they'll just create this this narrative or this idiom that matches their bad Mm, habits right it's the same sort of thing that happened with the whole lizzo thing right you know she's she's um overweight and as a society instead of saying like hey she should probably get a, a get a gym membership um they're saying like no you know they're creating this whole um thing about fat shaming or they, they're creating this whole narrative about you know people you know being secure with themselves or what, whatever to fit this 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 um i don't know what you would call it, like this bad narrative in a sense right. so i think that's what that's where those idioms come from it's just a bunch of I, people acting uh in a in a I guess in a negative way or in a bad way. And then they just try to create, you know, a storyline to fit. You know, <clears throat> I think um, like Jillian and Michael said, we should be celebrating her music. Why are we celebrating her body? Mm-hmm. And even if she had, if she had abs and had a flat stomach, we still shouldn't be celebrating her body. It's about the fucking music. But this is what people do. It just doesn't make any sense. What's that? Um, but we're backwards. Go ahead. What's that phrase? Um, that we use when when we talk about a woman's body, like what do they call it? Uh, I can't think of it right now. When you talk about a woman's body, I ain't never heard of. A if phrase. you say if uh, it's just some phrase like a like a hyper masculine phrase that people say that we use if what a coke um, bottle shape or what? No, uh, what is the name? Apple of? bottom jeans, boots, no, with no, 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 boots with the fur, no. <laughs> <laughs> Man, it's gonna be something simple too. It is something simple. We say it all the time, and we say it towards women. Yeah. So if I say like, "Dang, she got a fat ass," what is that? What is that? What do, uh, uh, that's harassment. <laughs> <laughs> Objectifying. Ah, yes. Yeah. Objectification. Yeah. So in one sense, we 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 look at it as a negative, right? If you know a girl walked by, she got some yoga pants on. I'm like, dang, she got a fat ass. I'll be like, I'm doing yoga now. <laughs> With gray sweatpants on, so my dick can snug around. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! All right, go ahead. 
<laughs> but yeah, in one sense, you know, if we see a girl and she got a nice body, we, we say something about it, we're objectifying her. Right, right, right. And then right. in one sense over here, it's like if you say Lizzo got a nice body, all of a sudden it's a positive thing. Right. So oh, like, wow. That's a great point. Yeah. That's a great point. Mm-hmm. And the whole objective, the whole objectifying thing, let's be very clear. Men objectify women. That's 100%. But women also objectify men. Mm-hmm. I've seen women say some wild shit. Yeah. Ooh, girl, look at that print. Ooh, girl, look at that. <laughs> yeah, it's just human nature. But me, um, in the, in twenty, I make sure I watch what I say and what I do because I am not trying to get in no trouble with nobody. Yeah, I don't want nobody coming back and saying Eddie was looking at me in a in a way that I did not feel comfortable with, mm-hmm. and they'd be like, "What?" I, his eyes told me that he wanted to eat my booty, and I didn't oh, want him to do that. Yeah, that's funny. I'm like, hey man, what the fuck? <laughs> How did my eyes tell you that? <laughs> you got booty eating eyes. That's why. Yeah, that's ridiculous. <laughs> they got me say I got. I know I got brown eyes, but I ain't trying to eat the brown eye. <laughs> nah, man. Uh, that's funny. Yeah, <clears throat> but the, the way we think is backwards. We're appropriating it by making things up. Like I, I think I heard this chick a long time ago. She says like, uh, like she says, you know, when I get drunk, I just get wild because that's just what I do. And I'm thinking like, if you get drunk and you get wild, that means you need to stop drinking. That's what that means. Yeah. If you turn into a totally different person when you get drunk, that means you do not need to drink alcohol. <laughs> do not make up this idea that I just, you know, I just become. That's a, just who I am. That's just who I am. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> you know, first of all, you're putting poison in your body. <laughs> you know, second of all, you turn into a different person. Yeah. You know, a part of your brain shuts down and your legs open up. That's not, <laughs> that's not cool. I'm I, nasty when I get drunk. <laughs> I'm nasty when I get drunk. <laughs> I don't want you then. <laughs> Chances are you letting anybody in that place. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you, it reminds me of like, you know, when the club start letting in people for free and then everybody start coming in. Mm-hmm. That's how the pussy be when chicks be. <laughs> I don't want that. <laughs> I'm good. Funny. I remember uh, when I was, I used to, I wasn't like a bouncer bouncer, but I bounced for some nights. And uh, I remember this chick was coming into the club and from like Tuesday all the way to Friday, she was with like a different guy leaving the club. I'm like, dude, her pussy is like a fucking, like the lion at Magic Mountain, man. (laughs) You got everybody in there. It was like some Italian dude, some black guy, it was a Mexican dude. She got, she got fucking half the globe in that pussy, man. Yeah. Terrible. And there's a lot of it is due to alcohol, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, just making bad decisions. I know somebody's listening to this like, you're slut shaming. You're slut shaming. You're alcohol shaming. There's yes. nothing wrong with drinking alcohol. There's nothing wrong. You should not guess the gender of these <laughs> <laughs> gender fluid. <laughs> you got some pussy fluid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It'd be crazy. Like, uh, you're like, you'll get cut off saying something regular, but like, uh, were well, you gonna take your car in and get fixed? Yeah, I'm kind of low on transmission fluid. You shouldn't be missing the transmission. <laughs> I said transmission fluid, motherfucker. Right. I know that's a joke you worked on. Is oh, that, no. that freestyle? Is that a freestyle? freestyle. Oh, that's freestyle. comedy. You got to use that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is a car part. What are you, yeah, talking, what are you about? talking about? <laughs> trying to fix my transmission. I did not mention the trans If they, if in like two. If at the end of 2020 or in the middle of 2020, they tra- they change the name of a transmission because it's disrespectful to the trans community. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm done with society. I'm, I'm just done. Yeah. Like, what are you gonna call it now? Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> a T mission? I don't know what the a fuck. T mission? What the fuck are you gonna call it now? <laughs> I think funny. we have to. I think we have to live in a world 
that's you know that's inclusive but it cannot be forced inclusion it has to be inclusion that makes sense and sometimes shit don't make sense it just doesn't make sense i'm yeah. not the type of person here's the thing it doesn't matter what i say because i cracked the joke and people are going to focus on the joke and say eddie that was insensitive <laughs> you cracked the joke and and the thing about it too is i don't sit here and crack trans <laughs> jokes on this on here just because yeah. I, I understand the climate but if I was to crack a joke, I wouldn't be wrong. Just based on the fact that we're talking about being inclusive, then, I mean, come on. You, yeah. Some people was mad at Dave Chappelle. It's mm. some people that consider themselves comedians that was mad at Dave Chappelle. That's terrible. And I'm like, wait a minute. Yeah, and we we also, um, one of the points that I've mentioned before is that we right. are inclusive in our uh, disrespectful jokes, right? One hundred percent. And and let's be clear: <clears throat> me and Keith knew someone uh, that was uh, trans or gay or whatever, and they had legit. We're not going to have anybody that's just gay or trans. You have to have something legit to talk about. Yeah. But if yeah. we, we would love to have that because now you include someone in the conversation. Yeah, which makes it even better. Uh-huh. You want to talk about feminism or whatever. If we get a woman on here that's legitimate, like we had, we had a few on here that were awesome. You know, uh, mm-hmm. uh, we only had three: my sister and Daz oh, yeah. and Tyra. All great episodes. All great too. episodes mm-hmm. too. But if you know it's a local feminist and she's doing her thing, we love to have her on. Mm-hmm. Right. So don't think that this is a one trick pony podcast where you know we talking shit and we talking about women and things mm-hmm. like that. Uh, you know, because hey. Yeah, this ain't that type of show. <laughs> I mean, and our record has our record has shown that yeah. that's not the case. And also, we're in our the early stages of our uh, podcasting career, so it's 100%. not like there's there's certain people that have a little bit more notoriety than us that right. we would love to have on the podcast. One hundred percent. And they have valuable things to say and uh, bring to a conversation, but we're just not in a space to. Um, to actually have those conversations yet true and you know there's certain people even here locally a, a girl like Raina harvey you know yeah, she's, she's doing awesome. amazing work i feel like um you know and it i've only known her for a short stint but just in the time period that you know we've known her and she started working here in bakersfield she's doing she just yeah. interviewed the guy from jeopardy um yeah I forget his name. Uh, alex rebeck <clears throat> yeah she just interviewed him you know um, she's. I honestly think she's going to be one of those people where yeah, she blows. It's up. a short stint here, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden she's going to be fucking in New York, or working on ESPN, or who what, who, yeah, no one, no one knows what the trajectory she has. But it's just, it's just a beautiful thing. So, and you know, we we spoke to her about being on the podcast. It just, it just doesn't really align with her work schedule. Yeah. Sure. Um. But definitely, you know. She's one of those one of those people. Yeah, dope, man. To. I made sure I let her know that. I was like, yeah. you know, Raina, you know, you got a good spirit. You do a great job. You know, yeah. You know, just giving her flowers. Yeah, you got to man. Be interesting uh, conversation. Mm-hmm. I would like to reach out to some of these news. You know, these uh, uh, these news. These jur- I guess journalists. I guess you yeah. call them. Some of be looking good too. Yeah, they be looking good. <laughs> I just want to get you on the podcast and <laughs> stare at you. Nah, I'm fucking around. That's funny. There's one I forgot her name. I think she's. Uh, I forgot what she is. Don't you shouldn't. Don't even say it. I'm not gonna say her name. Yeah, but she looks like she's like almost like Middle Eastern or something. Mm. I don't know. She's not that old. She a sand nigga. Yeah. That- <laughs> <laughs> when I see her, I don't know what country she's from, but all I, I all I can hear is like. <laughs> oh 
gosh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, dang. Yeah, where we at, man? Where we at? Uh, one twenty, almost one nineteen. Twenty. All right, man. We could go ahead and start getting it ready to wrap up, but um, oh, one. Uh, we got yeah. Shout out to uh, DJ Reed. You know, yeah. Bakersfield native. He's going to be um, playing in the Super Bowl tomorrow for the Forty ers It's it's yeah. just crazy because DJ Reed was in. He was uh he went to school with my younger brother. So I would literally uh, see this little kid like running around school and to see him, you know, <clears throat> doing interviews and at the you know, in the Super Bowl with the 49ers is, is mind blowing. Yeah. And um Mike Dallas also You gotta fight. Uh, uh yeah. He has a great story as far as like, you know, just you know, coming from a, a, a amateur and then right. you know, going pro pretty quickly and then um you know, being on these main stage fighting on TV and then yeah. kind of, you know, going through the passing of his father and just kind of getting his, his mental back in order. And then, you know, just finally coming on, uh, coming back on and getting, you know, being more um, consistent with his fight. So he has a fight today. Obviously, this this will be dropped on Monday, but he has a fight today on Saturday. And I'm just sending prayers his way, you know, and uh, wishing him good luck and DJ also. So 100%. And mm-hmm. uh, you know that that's a great thing to bring up. Um because you know uh we got voted one of the worst cities to raise a child. Yeah. And to me it kind of pissed me off. They always got some new stat about how bad Bakersfield is. Mm-hmm. And uh it's like yo like when it it's it's almost like any city, you know, if you got enough bad influences around you, you could become a product of that. Yeah. You know, but if you're willing to do better in your life, you can reach those you could reach those heights, and you know we have we have a lot of really positive example. You know DJ Reed and Mercy Mason, and you know uh, 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 what's his name, uh, Tyron Wallace, and mm-hmm. it goes on and on. These are just athletes, but there's other people doing great things that are from here, man. So mm-hmm. you know uh, it's uh, it's great to see that. Um, yeah, you know, yeah, we got the Niners playing, man. I gave that uh, bold that, prediction. Yeah, that bold prediction earlier. Yeah, I, I'm just really sad the fact that you know Stanley. Yeah. Didn't get a chance to watch this. Mm-hmm. Um, God blessing, man. Mm-hmm. And uh, we dedicate this episode to Stanley Stancil, man. Yeah. Uh, we appreciate you and the times that you took. You took a moment to listen to the podcast. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, yeah. thank you very much. I mm-hmm. told you, I'm, I'm blessed that I told you that, mm-hmm. you know, when you were alive and we, we you know, chopped it up and then I told you that. So, yeah, I think one, you know, one other thing you mentioned before the podcast was just this idea of, um, just being grateful that you're able to wake up. Well, hundred you know percent. I mean, being grateful that we we just have one more breath. You know, and right. they, the, you said before, which is a profound statement. Um, we should stop saying that tomorrow is not promised because the next moment is not promised. Hundred percent. You know, so yeah, you never, you don't know. I just think that the interactions <clears throat> that I have now with people, I just want to leave people with a good vibe. You know, if we was if to say there was an argument, it would say, hey, man, we had a strong disagreement, but I just want to let you know it's no bad blood for me, man. Hey, God bless you. Enjoy your yeah. day. I don't want to be in no type of conflict with nobody when I leave this earth. Not only do I want to be my higher self or trying to be my higher self, but I want people to know how I felt about them, that I cared and that they matter to me. Yeah, that, that is that is the only that is that is my objective. Yeah. So. Anything else, Keith? I think that's all, man. We hit all it. Right. We hit it. It was a good podcast. It's a great podcast, man. And uh, 
Uh, we apologize to those that wanted a longer podcast. Some of mm-hmm. you guys like it long, you know. You like it. Ah, like so, it, like to get the survey. Some of you guys like it. Some of you guys like it long with a little, <laughs> a little bit of girth on it. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, man, funny. All right, man. Well, if you've been listening to the podcast, we appreciate it. Thank you for listening to a Trucker's Mind podcast. I'm Eddie McGee. It's your boy K. Fings. We're out of here. Peace. We end up being one thirty.